Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on betonline.net as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's betonline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. For this week, wanted to recap the MLB playoffs and the NLCS and ALCS, uh, discuss the NFC and how wide open it is this year, discuss my parlay picks and my losses, of course. That's a weekly thing now. Uh, wanted to also discuss the extensions of Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. While Draymond Green has a year left on his contract, he could either opt-in or opt-out. Um, so we'll discuss the timing of that with regard to the punch of uh, Jordan Poole, and then we'll recap some uh, college football over this past weekend, and then also discuss uh, Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder and his uh, recent threats. So let's start with the MLB playoffs. I uh, want to recap the division series. You know, I, I said if I was a betting man, I'd put the Braves in the World Series along with the Astros. Um, I was rooting for the Mariners and Cardinals. Cardinals lost the first round in the wild card round uh, against the Phillies. Phillies are great right now, though, by the way. They beat the the Braves, defending World Series champions, uh, 3-1 in the uh, division series. Bryce Harper, Harper's been injured most of the year. Uh, Kyle Schwarber had has had a big year. Uh, they're playing. They're exceeding expectations. I, don't, I didn't even have them making the playoffs this year, but they – dominated the Braves, who Braves look like one of the best teams in baseball all year, especially in the National League. Uh, Mariners, man, they lose. Um, they got swept by the Houston Astros in a crushing, crushing loss at home. 18 innings that game went, and the Astros won 1-0. to zero. Uh, Great year for the Mariners. You know, they have a bright future for sure. Um, I expect them to be back. Um, I think they can win a World Series here in the next five years or so. Uh, they have a great young team. Um, so they exceeded expectations this year by making the postseason. Uh, Yankees and Guardians, they're having a game five to decide the series today. I'm kind of rooting for the Guardians, though, honestly. You know, they, um, they've been, you know, they've had a good team over the past few years. Um, they've failed in the postseason a lot, especially against the Yankees. Um, but, you know, I'm rooting for the Yankees to lose because, you know, I, I hear there's some tension between Aaron Judge and the Yankees. And, you know, I'm going to keep pounding on this rumor that he wants to sign with San Francisco Giants. Um, and the Giants, they're, they're ready, ready to pay him $400, $450 million, whatever it takes, bring Aaron Judge back home. I mean, he's not from the city, but, you know, close enough, grew up a, a Giants fan, Buster Posey fan. Buster Posey's now in the front office. I know the Giants aren't in the playoffs, but I just wanted to mention that, and that's why I'm rooting for 
uh, the Guardians to win that. Uh, Dodgers and Padres. Uh, Dodgers lost, so that was great. Uh, they lost 3-1 to the Padres. Everyone was saying, you know, Dodgers, even I said it too, the Padres don't have a chance against the Dodgers because uh, the Dodgers have owned them in the regular season. They just crush them every time they play them. Um, even if the Padres had Tatis, um, I, I just didn't pick the Padres to beat the Dodgers. Uh, but the Dodgers, you know, the flaws that they have are the the top of their rotation pitching. You know, they didn't ha- they lost Scherzer, and they still don't have Trevor Bauer. So, and then they lost um, what was his other his other name? Um, I forgot. They they had another pitcher that they lost, so they basically were down three starting pitchers, right? And then you're expecting a lot from Kershaw, who's had a great year, but at this stage of his career. Um, and, you know, they are deep offensively, and they just couldn't get it done. Um, but Dave Roberts, manager of the team, is reportedly not on the hot seat. Um, you know, only one World Series win since he's been there. Um, they have failed multiple times in the postseason with, you know, they had 111 wins this year. They're the best team this year record-wise. Um, they always have the biggest stars. They brought in Freddie Freeman. You think you know? You think that it's a safe pick to pick them to the to go the, to the World Series, but you know, it always happens with the Dodgers. Um, the only one World Series that they've won recently was in a COVID year. So the Lakers and the Dodgers have a COVID championship on shortened seasons, which you know they can. I guess they can hang a banner still, but uh, good for the Padres. You know, good for the Padres to win in the absence of Tatis, who's serving his 80-game suspension. Um, that kind of broke the team up a lot, I think. It seemed people were kind of divided over the issue. Um, but then they rallied together. Manny Machado has been great. Josh Bell has been a great addition. Josh uh, Hader from the Brewers has been a great addition. He's started off really, really bad. He had he had some struggles. I think he gave up, like, his ERA was like eight or something like that. Um, but they, you know, they gave him the confidence. Bob Melvin, uh, former manager of the A's, gave him some confidence and, you know, let him close out the Dodgers, close them out. Um, so they won 3-1. Um, so now you have three teams in the postseason who had over 100 wins in the regular season, Braves, Dodgers, and Mets, who have uh, who lost and who um, didn't exceed expectations. You know, the Mets made some big moves in the offseason, and they looked like, you know, they were going to they were gonna win, right? But, you know, they didn't even win their division. You know, the Braves caught up to them. They blew that big division lead that they had. So, um, so yeah, baseball is weird. Um, you know, you can be the favorite in a series, you know, Dodgers are heavily favored. Um, let's see the, the Braves were heavily favored and they both lost and the Yankees are heavily favored and they could potentially lose today. Um, so yeah, very, very weird sport, but, um, always exciting and we'll see. So the ALCS will be between the Astros and the Yankees or guardians, we could get a rematch of you know before the during the cheating scandal. Um, the Yankees still think the Astros cheated against them, and then you have uh, Garrett Cole who played for the Astros during that year. Um, so that'd be that'd be a spicy matchup. Um, again, I want to see the Guardians, or I want to see the Yankees play the Astros again, but then the the Yankees just get swept. So then Judge is mad. He wants to go somewhere. He wants to win. Boom to San Francisco. That's how it happens. Okay, that's that's my last point about San Francisco. Um, and then the NLCS, pretty exciting actually, because um, I no one picked uh, the Phillies and the Padres to be in the NLCS. Um, I can't stand as a Giants fan. I can't stand the Padres. Uh, I hate the Dodgers more. I also really dislike the Phillies and Bryce Harper. 
He thought the Stars were aging, did not want to choose the Giants. Uh, sorry, I lied. That wasn't the last, my last comment about San Francisco. Um, so I guess I'll root for the Padres in this situation because, um, I don't know, everything that they've gone through last few years, um, you know, as a team, they, you know, they started calling themselves Slam Diego. They didn't have the right manager. Um, they just didn't have, you know, the the maturity as a team. Manny Machado and Tatis are getting going after it, getting arguments and stuff in the dugout. And, you know, they just, they did not exceed expectations at all. They failed to meet the, like, to make the playoffs last year when it was between the Giants and the Dodgers uh, for the division, even though, you know, the Padres, they were on par with the Dodgers, I feel like, um, roster-wise and talent-wise, but they just they couldn't get it done. Even, like, their starting pitching has been really good, too. So right now, with the current matchups, I would say Padres and Astros in the World Series. Um, and I hope the Astros get embarrassed and swept. I still just dislike them after the whole cheating scandal. Um, so, yeah, that is the baseball update. Uh, we'll check in with the NFL now. Um, you know, the NFC is just so weird this year. Uh, you know, I had Tampa Bay, but all year I've been saying, just so you know, I, even though I picked Tampa Bay, I've been saying something is off about Tom Brady. It, you know, whatever is his personal life, it seems to really be affecting him. You know, he's in one one clip, he's barking at his offensive lineman, getting after it with them, and then um, he you know offensively they they've just been struggling he he's been kind of off he hasn't been the tom brady that we're used to and they have i mean they have enough receivers there they have mike evans chris godwin chris godwin doesn't seem fully healthy i thought russell gage was going to have a big year it hasn't happened you know he hasn't been involved in the offense at all um he i thought he would be a good slot receiver there um but yeah they've been they've been struggling you know they barely they were struggling against the against the Steelers, you know, and the Steelers won that game with Kenny Pickett, who left the game with an injury, and the Buccaneers were only able to score 18 points. And then for the for the Packers, you know, the Packers losing 27-10 to 10 against the Jets, like, come on, that's just embarrassing. And I guess the Jets are good now, but you're the Packers, you were just in the NFC Championship game, or, you know, in the divisional round, and, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers, you have a lot of talent offensively, but you know you don't have Devonte Adams, obviously. But to only score ten points against that Jets defense, like come on. Um, so there's no, yeah, there's no surefire uh, pick in the NFC. I was if the Niners won, they look good this year, this uh, past game against the Falcons. If they did, I would have said okay, you know I'm I'm gonna put my money on San Francisco to go to Super Bowl. Um, but I mean, I guess that would be my safest pick because I know what I'm getting with. Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan, they're going to lose some games that they should win. Like they lost against the Falcons 28 to 14, right? The Falcons just completely dominated. But, you know, when you take a look across the NFC, I guess the only, like the clear cut favorite would be the Eagles, but that's only because of the only undefeated team. But then you look at their schedule, who they've played, it's like, okay, it's kind of questionable. You know, Jalen Hurts has looked really good. Their defense is all over the place. Um, and, you know, I talk about the receivers, too, and um, Jalen Hurts getting them involved. You know, they beat the Cowboys 26-17 to 17 yesterday. And then, you know, let's see, the Rams finally won 24-10. But the Rams have looked bad offensively, like, all year long. They haven't been able to get into a groove. And then they only score 24 points against the Panthers. Like, the Panthers are terrible. You know, even the, the 49ers look better against the Panthers. Um, so... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess it would be the Eagles, but I don't fully trust the Eagles because I haven't seen in the postseason. You know, even the Vikings look good, 
but I wouldn't pick the Vikings over Tampa or San Francisco still. Um, you know, I thought I had faith in the Saints, but they they should not look good. They benched um, you know Jameis Winston for uh, for Andy Dalton. Um, so yeah, I would say kind of like the tier of teams in the NFC would be Eagles one. I would honestly put San Francisco two, and then I guess I would put I would put Tampa three. But they've been they've been struggling offensively, like just so bad offensively that they're not good. Um, and then even defensively, like their defense was supposed to be good. And they're just, they're not getting stops when they need to. Um, the Rams, I'd probably put, I guess I'd have to put them, I'd probably put the Cowboys before the Rams. Because the Cowboys, Cooper Rush was 5-0 and in his starts or whatever. You know, he was, they were in that game against the Eagles, right? And then they're going to get Dak Prescott back. You know, they're still playing really good football. Um, you can probably put the Giants there, too, at four. Uh, they beat the the, uh, the Ravens 24-20. to You know, Daniel Jones has looked good this season but they you know they only have one loss Saquon is having a great year um so I mean it's just so new for the Giants because the Giants haven't been good in a while I just I want to I want to trust the pedigree like the pedigree of the 49ers the Buccaneers um and I guess the pedigree of the Eagles now all of a sudden with Nick Sirianni but I mean I don't even trust the Rams so yeah it's just up in the air um but yeah so I I guess I would say the Eagles, but I have to see it in the postseason, so that's why I feel safer with the 49ers. But you know, the Eagles feel like more of a complete team than the 49ers. Um, all right, so we'll recap some of these games. Thursday night football, just terrible. Uh, we'll get into the Commanders here soon. Uh, Commanders ended up winning 12 to seven, but it felt like they lost because of all the uh, Dan Snyder allegations and the situation going on with him. Uh, Bears just the Bears are just terrible. Uh, they have no offensive structure. Uh, Justin Fields is just running around the field and you know no offensive line. Doesn't have any weapons, but he still tries to do something with what he has. So um, yeah, don't need to talk about that one. I don't bet Thursday night. Just like two back to back terrible Thursday night football games. Just I'm just out. I'm glad I don't have Amazon. I don't have to watch that those disastrous games. Mentioned the Falcons and 49ers. Falcons win 28-14. I'm happy for Marcus Mariota. Got a second chance here in Atlanta while they, you know, develop another quarterback or wait for another one. He's a bridge quarterback right now, but, um, you know, the team really believes in him, looks like. And as I've said, the Falcons are spicy. You know, I, I don't like to bet against the, spi- uh, the spicy team, the Falcons, because you know, even without Cordell Patterson, they still scored 28 points against a, a strong uh, 49ers defense, which I've said they're the best defense in the NFL, I think. But they're down like six starters now. You know, Nick Bosa was out. You know, they're out Elijah Mitchell. They're out a bunch of guys, you know. And so this is what happens in San Francisco, though. So that's why I think during this next stretch of few games for San Francisco, like they play the Chiefs next next week. They're going to lose that one because they're just down so many people. Um, but once they get some people healthy and they get some guys back, like later in the season, I still think they could finish, you know, 10, 7, 9, and 8 that seventh spot but they're gonna be a dangerous team because they'll be i think they'll be more healthy uh later in the season patriots and browns okay <clears throat> i can't i can't trust the patriots now like when i bet them to win they just get blown out when i bet them to lose they just blow out the other team uh so the patriots win 38 to 15 and they have this other quarterback zappy because mac jones is out and zappy is playing two back-to-back great games over 300 yards passing 
he looks like a real franchise quarterback or Bill Belichick is just a genius. Um, I think they need to ride the hot hand and go with Zappy over Mac Jones when Mac Jones comes back. He has complete control of the offense and they're just like, they like seem like they trust him with their, like the game plan is just perfect. 38, 38 points with, with, uh, this is his first name, Billy. I don't even know his first name, but Billy Zappy, that sounds like a good name. So, um, yeah, 30 to 15, nothing from the Browns. Patriots just dominated defensively. Um, there's no more locks this NFL season. There's no locks. My lock this week was Patriot or Packers over the Jets, but, uh, Jets won 27-10. Colts and Jaguars. I, I didn't even bet this game cause I, I have no idea. No idea. 34-27, Colts won. Matt Ryan finally looked good. I had to start him in fantasy. It was an emergency situation. Um, I also started Philip Lindsay, the running back for the Colts, and that did not go well. Uh, but Matt Ryan looked great. Three touchdown passes. He scored 27 fantasy points. Um, Jaguars are, you know, it's a work in progress with the Jaguars, right? They're eventually get better. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence looked more comfortable. Vikings and Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins had Teddy Bridgewater playing. You know, they had a chance to win the game uh, late in the game, but they lost 24-16. Um, I like the Vikings. I just I can't fully trust Kirk Cousins because, you know, primetime game or important game, he just does not look good. Uh, Bengals and Saints. Bengals, they barely won this one 30-26, but there was a last big play from Jamar Chase and uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, Saints just they look completely lost right now. You know, they pick Andy Dalton to start over Jameis Winston and you know, you get the same result. And I thought they were gonna be a sneaky good team this year and, and potentially play for the for the seventh spot in the NFC, but this has not gone well for um what's the name? Is it Dennis Scott? No, Dennis Scott's from the NBA. Um I forgot the interim the the new head coach. There's something Dennis there, right? But he's not Sean Payton, and it shows. Uh, Ravens and Giants. The Giants, telling you, man, they're good. They beat the Ravens 24-20. Uh, you know, they got their, you know, they only have, they're good so far this season, right? They only have one loss. But as a defense, they have one interception. They barely got their first interception against Lamar Jackson, uh, which is, is an odd stat. Uh, we talked about Buccaneers and Steelers, Rams and Panthers. <clears throat> uh, Seahawks and Cardinals, uh, not going so well in Arizona, as I predicted. Um, I don't trust this team at all. Uh, Seahawks, they, you know, they have Geno Smith as quarterback, but statistically, Geno Smith is so much better than Russell Wilson. And, uh, you know, the team is, they're really rallying together. They have a running game. Their defense is surprisingly good. 19-9. Uh, the Cardinals only scored nine points against that Seattle defense. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, he's got to go, man. He wasn't good in college when he had Patrick Mahomes. He's never been good in college. Um, never went to a big game. It's not working with Kyler Murray. I'm not sure if Kyler Murray is it. You know, he has, there's some t- some days, some games where he does that backyard football stuff and it works. And, you know, he looks unstoppable like against the Raiders. But then other times, you know, they figure him out in the game. You know, they figure him out in the second half and they don't make proper adjustments like the play calling is so bad when you have the talent of someone like Kyler Murray like he has all the talent but I don't think he has the intangibles that you need as a quarterback um so we'll see I don't think it's going to end well um Cliff Kingsbury is definitely on the hot seat because you have the talent to to win the division especially this year with the division as bad as it is right now or it's not bad but it's they're middle of the road you know like the Rams anytime they get hot 
49ers, same thing. So you need to take advantage while those teams are kind of down right now, especially with the Seahawks. you got to beat the Seahawks. Like, come on. Uh, Bills and Chiefs. I uh, had the Bills winning this one, uh, 24-20. They won in Kansas City, uh, low-scoring game. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes had a chance through an interception there. Uh, I think they're on a collision course, though, for the AFC Championship game. They're the only two teams who still, you know, are looking as good as last year, if not better. Uh, people are not as high on the Chiefs, but the Chiefs, you know, they could easily win the Super Bowl any year. Um, and I feel the same way about the Bills. And then we talked about Cowboys and Eagles. And, okay, so now let's make some picks for this next week. I'm feeling good. You know, I um, clear mine now. Ready to make some parlay picks. Hopefully win. I saw someone on Bleach Report won $15 bet. They won $3,000. $3,800. So that's how I'm trying to get, you know, pay some bills, do some, maybe go on a trip. I don't know. So, um Let's let's go through these games and let's get some right picks here. Okay, the Thursday night game this week is Saints and Cardinals. I don't bet Thursday night because if I get that first game wrong, then it just ruins it ruins my my viewing experience for Sunday. So that's why I don't do Thursday. And it's a short week. Thursday's been bad. Anything can happen. So I have to explain that every time. Um, okay, so we'll start with Sunday. We have Browns at Ravens. Going with the Ravens, minus 290. I'm going with my first thought. Okay, I'm not going to think about it too much. I think if I just go with my gut, first pick, boom. That's what I'm going to do. Maybe that, that'll win it. Colts and Titans. I don't trust the AFC South. Um, I'm going to take the Titans, minus 150. Boom, quick. Uh, Buccaneers and Panthers. Oh, easy. Taking the Bucks, minus 525. And then Falcons and Bengals. Uh I will go to the Bengals, minus 260. Or should I go with the Falcons? Oh, see, I'm second-guessing myself already. Um, okay, I'm going with Bengals, first choice. Lions at Cowboys, Dak should be back, minus 300, going with the Cowboys. Packers and Commanders, going with the Packers, minus 230. Commanders are a train wreck. Uh, Giants and Jaguars, I'm going with the Giants, plus 135. Houston at Las Vegas, uh, oh, I forgot to even talk about the Devontae Adams thing. He pushes a cameraman to the floor after they lost against the Chiefs. And, yeah, just a not a good look at all. And I think the cameraman, rightfully so, is going to be suing him. At least get at least get paid out of it, right? <clears throat> I would say as soon as I fall, I would just go into shock or something. My back hurt. My he broke my arm. Something happened. You know, pay my rent. Pay my pay my tuition for until I finish college. Something. Um, okay, so Vegas and Texans. I'm going with. Vegas minus 310. Broncos and Jets. I'm going with the Jets. The Jets are good now. Plus 150. Uh, Chiefs and 49ers. I said the Chiefs minus 165. That one breaks my heart. Uh, Saints, or not Saints, uh, Seahawks at Chargers. Chargers minus 310. I can't trust the Chargers, but they're just a better team than the Seahawks. I'm going with the Chargers minus 310. And then you have Sunday night, you have Steelers at Dolphins. I'm going with the Dolphins, minus 300. All right, so those are my 12 picks. It is 4 plus 15,454. Those are the odds. If we put down, let's put down $10, we'll win $1,500. All right, so I feel, I feel okay with that pick, with those picks. We'll see. It's only $10, right? Moving on to the Dan Snyder situation here. We know all the allegations. We know, you know, the stuff with the cheerleaders where he was basically, like, pimping them out to, like, 
uh, like season ticket holders or like shareholders or something where they had them on the boat and you know they were they were forced to be on the boat with these you know rich white men with their tops off and you know um kind of suggesting that they have sex with these people so that they give more money um and they weren't paid or anything and their you know their conditions their work conditions were terrible and you know they were not getting paid for working uh for working games and stuff and then there's also the people that he hired you know there was he employed someone who was you know taking pictures of of women um, like upskirt pictures of employees and stuff and other staff and um yeah just a bad history there with dan snyder but then you know he wants to say oh well i hired the first minority vice president for the team and oh and i signed the team to my wife and so now there's a woman and a minority running the team don't look over here we're fine we're gonna change the the team name from the redskins to the commanders we're good we're neutral now but dan snyder's still there and he's still a terrible human being they have the worst stadium in the nfl there's just like the sewage is terrible like there's always so many videos of fans people actually still go to those games if i was a fan i would not go to the games um and there's videos of them of like sewage spilling on them during games like a whole like water pipe breaking and just going all over the stadium um so yeah they're obviously the nfl is just tired of them they want them to get out of there so they want them to sell the team but then dan snyder came out and said oh you know the NFL can't fuck with me because I have so much dirt on all the other NFL owners, specifically Jerry Jones. He has like a file folder of Jerry Jones with all this dirt on him. And apparently that's why these other NFL owners aren't going to vote him out because he has all this information and he's, he's threatening to blow up the NFL and he has stuff on Roger Goodell. And okay, I like chaos, right? So, you know, I'm against the Dan Snyder stuff, but I want him because I, I, I know it's not just him. I want other... Because it was the same thing with John Gruden. John Gruden wasn't the only one doing all this stuff, right? And he was just the fall guy, right? Dan Snyder's the fall guy for other people because they have a terrible franchise and it's just run so poorly. But he, he's the fall guy for the owners. I want him to blow up the NFL. I want I want more bad like dirt on the NFL. I want them to I want people to know the truth about what's going on with the NFL and the team owners because um, there's a lot of stuff with the concussion stuff and then you know past scandals with the John Gruden stuff like there was an investigation the Stephen Ross stuff the owner of the Miami Dolphins with the gambling and then the the forcing um what's his name coach Flores to uh to uh, tank that one like they're like oh okay no we're just gonna lose um take away their draft picks but it was obviously they were they were incentivizing them to to lose games, and then we never heard a follow up about Hugh Jackson, the owner of the of the Cincinnati Bengals was trying to pay Hugh Jackson, the former coach, to tank games. He offered him what was it a hundred thousand dollars a game to lose. We never heard a follow up on that, and so if Dan Snyder has all this information and all this dirt, I want him to go on like ABC or something, or like uh, have have an article come out in the New York Times because I want all this information to come out. I want people to. I want the NFL to blow up, but, um, I mean, I, yeah, of course it's to watch it. So of course I'm kind of hypocritical in a way, but I want all this stuff coming out on people. Um, you, cause you know, they, they, they have this fake image of, you know, they had, I mean, I think some of the football players on their helmets, it still says and racism, like the most ridiculous thing ever. It's like, okay. And racism. Sure. 
But how are we going to do that? Are we going to start hiring minorities uh, in executive positions? Or are we just only going to have them as, as football players? And are we going to hire more of them as coaches? Are we going to get rid of the Rooney rule? Are we going to change the Rooney rule? Are we going to give uh, women and minorities better chances to work in the industry? Or are we just going to say egregious things like end racism, but not actually have a plan? Like, oh, of course, let's it's end cancer. Let's end other stuff. Like saying it isn't actually doing anything. So yeah, if Dan Snyder has some information, I would love to hear it and love for him to, you know, release all that stuff because they're trying to get rid of them. But I think the owners know that he has stuff and they're not going to get rid of him. And he's just going to be, he's just going to be there forever unless they convince him to sell a team because they can't force someone to sell a team. I guess in the NFL, like they have a vote. Other owners have to vote for, for him to be removed. All right, switching gears to college football. Um, let's see. Oh, Utah had a big upset on USC. USC was ranked seventh. And, you know, they, they almost lost against Oregon State. Go Beavs. Um, but they were ranked seventh in the country. A lot of people believe in Lincoln Riley and, and the talent that he was able to bring there. But Utah pulled off the upset 43-42 in a great game there. Um, another big win for Tennessee. First time in, what, 13 years or something where uh, they beat Alabama at home. Alabama was ranked number three. Tennessee's ranked number sixth. Beat uh, Alabama 52-49. Uh, Tennessee was just rocking them early in the game. And then Alabama found a way back. Um course students stormed the field took down the goalpost threw it into the tennessee river um so yeah very exciting for them uh, michigan number five beating tennessee blowing them out 41 17 um, so now i think you have probably tennessee moves into that top top four top five rankings um, now it's all sec you got georgia still uh, you'll have tennessee you'll still have alabama there um, and then probably I guess Michigan, and then you have Clemson. Clemson barely beating Florida State, thirty-four twenty-eight. So maybe we'll get we'll get three SEC SEC teams this year. So it's the eve of the start of the NBA season. Uh, first two games, you have Lakers and Warriors playing in uh, San Francisco, and there's a ring ceremony. And then you have the Sixers playing in Boston. Uh, okay, so with the Warriors, you know we had the whole situation with Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole in the face. We all saw the video. Um, of course, he apologized right to his teammates, um, and you know they said all the right things. Um, but I'm I'm thinking this is Draymond Green's last year uh, with the Warriors, just because. Uh, well, one, they didn't suspend Draymond Green; they just had him be away from the team, and I think. You know, if they did suspend him, maybe that would have made things worse. I don't know. Maybe they learned from the. Draymond KD situation but I want to say three four days later Jordan Poole signs an extension four years 140 million dollars with the Warriors so it's like okay so what what the timing of that was interesting because he was a free agent since the beginning of like since the end of last season and he barely signs a contract extension four years 140 million dollars with Draymond Green having a year left where he could either opt out or opt in of his $27.5 million contract. And he has been said to want a contract extension. He wants a max because he feels like he deserves it. And um, apparently, well, there was rumors that the, the punch was due to contract negotiations because they're both up for a max. And Jordan Poole reportedly told Draymond, oh, you know what it is. We all know what it is. Or like why he's like 
on him is because he's going to get the money and Draymond might not get the money, right? Then a few days after that, Andrew Wiggins, or a couple days after, Andrew Wiggins signs a contract extension, four years, $109 million. Um, so that was, you know, he took a pay cut to stay with the team. So it seems like they're, they're picking the future instead of the present. And um, we're waiting for the next domino to fall in Draymond Green. I think they play it out this year. I don't think he opts in or opts out um, at the by the end of the season. Because I think he has until March, I want to say, or by next, by like July, when like the new league year starts. I think he has till July of the summer. So I think he plays out this year, and he either opts in or opts out, or um, they try to negotiate a, a deal for him. But if he opts out, I think he's he's trying to go to like, you know, Detroit, maybe the Lakers, because he's pretty close to LeBron. He's pretty close with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has been wanting him on the Blazers for a while, but I don't know if Portland's going to be even in contention because they're not, you know, they're not like a real contender. Um, but yeah, I think just like the timing of them signing Jordan Poole right after Draymond punched him just like tells me that they might be preparing for Draymond to leave the Warriors because they're not going to be able to afford signing him for $150 million. And would you I mean, would you want to pay Draymond, $150 million. Like, I would pay him, you know, like 110, 120, probably, you know, but then, you know, that's more than Andrew Wiggins. Then you're kind of doing the rankings of who's important. I think Draymond's like probably the most important warrior on the team, which sounds crazy, but just his basketball knowledge and, you know, I mean, before the punch, his leadership and just the way that he sets up Steph and Clay for easy shots. His versatility on defense. He's like the heartbeat of that Warriors team defensively. And he like offensively he does a lot. Even though he doesn't score or anything, he sets up screens and he sets up the passes for him. Like he knows how to play with those guys. During the finals, Andrew Wiggins was the most important player. But I'm saying overall team culture and everything, I feel like Draymond is because he he coaches up the young guys. He's on the young guys. You know, obviously Steph's the face, Steph's the best player, but I think the most important warrior is Draymond Green. It sounds insane, but, um, and then Andrew Wiggins, he was the most important, important warrior during the finals because his versatility defensively, you know, while Draymond wasn't, he wasn't as good defensively during that series, you know, Wiggins was, he was locking up Jason Tatum, uh, you know, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, you know, and he was able to score so in so many different ways against that, um, that great Celtics defense. So, um, yeah, I just, I just think the timing was weird. So, We'll see how the season goes and ring ceremony if they make up or, you know, as the season progresses, if they'll be fine. But I just, I don't know. It was just kind of weird to me. Well, that's all I have for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back, you know, checking in on some of the NBA games as the season starts uh, this weekend. Uh, We'll discuss some of the uh, NBA or NFL teams or NFL games and stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your week.